Welcome to our classroom. In this space, we talk about education, which is inclusive of, but not limited to, what happens in schools. Education is taking place whenever and wherever we are willing to learn. I am your host, Roberto Germán, and our classroom is officially in session. Hey, peace. Welcome back to our classroom. Roberto Germán here with you, and I'm joined today by David Spellman Jr., behavior specialist in Charlotte, North Carolina. His main objectives are sending off infectious positive energy and meeting students where they are at to improve the academic and behavioral status. David specializes in creative, innovative ways to incorporate hip-hop pedagogy. That's right, social and emotional learning, service learning, and cultural responsiveness to make an impact on his students. He is the author of the book, Just Like Music. Yeah, folks, social, emotional, learning inspired by hip-hop. Hey, pay attention. Take notes. It's going down today. Welcome, David. Man, it's, it's a blessing. You know, we got technical difficulties. But like you say, the enemy is working, but we still prevail. That's all it is. That's right, man. It can't stop the shine. It can't stop the shine, man. First of all, salute to you for publishing this book. You know, came in a couple of days ago, so I've been digging in, flipping through, and and I appreciate the work. And I just want to dig in, man. This this book that you published, just like music, social emotional learning inspired by hip hop. You continually repeat the phrase, "You have greatness inside of you." What is the importance of this phrase to you? So it's just that whole thing of affirmations. I constantly talk to my students about defining what an affirmation is for the people that may not know. It's a positive quote that you say to yourself. And if you're, you know, any any kind of reading or research done on manifestation, there is power in your words. Therefore, if you're constantly telling yourself you have greatness inside of you, sooner or later, you might believe it. Then going even further, if you believe you have greatness inside of you, imagine the way that you present out here to the world. Imagine the decisions that you make. So I need everybody, not just my students, but anybody who come across the book to know you have greatness inside of you, but it's on you to cultivate it. It's on you to let the whole world see that and showcase it. Facts, facts. That's why we say peace, king. Salute, king. Right. Some people don't understand that. Like, yo, are we kings of empires and this and that or whatever? Do we come from royalty? Yeah, in a sense, we're using that. Right. We're, we're, we're using that understanding that we are kings. We are queens. We, we, we come. Right. We're shifting the mindset and helping people to receive and see themselves in a different light. That's why we say such affirmations as you have greatness inside of you or when i'm doing writing workshops i always say your voice matters project your voice because your voice matters want to hear what you really have to say everybody has to hear what you have to say your voice matters that's right greatness is inside of you i like that man i like that salute can you tell us about the inspiration behind writing just like music, <laughs> social, emotional learning inspired by hip hop. What motivated you to explore 
the intersection of hip hop and social emotional learning. Well, I know all the real hip hoppers, big up the teacher KRS One, they're going to understand the reference. But I always talk about the four elements. And if once again, if you don't know, if you're unfamiliar to this thing we call hip hop, you got the MC, you got the DJ, you got graffiti, and you got breaking. But that less often talked about fifth element, knowledge, knowledge of self. If you look at social and emotional learning, there's two core competencies. There's five in total, but two I want to focus on right now. The self-management, the self-awareness. Hip-hop is social and emotional learning. If you understand how you relate to the emotions going on inside of you, and then you also know how you will relate to the world, that is knowledge of self. Essentially, social and emotional learning is hip-hop. So that was the easy, easy mashup. But going even further with the title, you know, rest in peace, Marvin Gaye, of course, with the Eric Sermon flip, right. just like music, that stuff is, we all come from that culture. Well, if you come from the culture, you know, that whole thing of if you know, you know. So hip hop has been embedded into certain people, certain populations of people. And if you're just a student of the game, you can hear how these lyrics can really touch on some higher level thinking skills. It can really touch on how to deal with conflict. Of course, hip hop ranges all topics. Nothing's off the table when it comes to hip hop. But of course, me being an educator, I got to find a way to take these these lessons, these parables from these great street poets and break it down for my students so they could use it in an academic sense. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff, man. Definitely uh, responsive and relevant and sustaining. And as a call to action, what steps can individuals and institutions take to promote the integration of hip hop and social emotional learning on a broader scale? And what are the potential benefits of doing so for our communities and society as a whole? And you hit it right on the head with your initial response. A lot of the schools, public K-12, for example, it's not, it wasn't designed with us in mind. Going further, it was designed to create, you know, employees for the factories. School looks like when it started much in the early industrial revolution. Preach. But we have 21st going on, 22nd generation of kids. But what is their method? What is their culture? Especially if you're working in certain populations around this world and this country. You're in front of a bunch of black and brown students. The old way, the old pedagogy, the old the old way of thinking does not speak to them. So you got to use something that they know. And it's kind of like that, the, the medicine and the candy, you know, for a, a young child or for maybe a pet. They're not going to take that medicine off top. You got to kind of finesse it in there. And that's exactly what I'm doing with integrating social and emotional learning, because those skills are necessary for anybody. It doesn't matter your race, your gender identity, your age. We all could benefit from goal setting. We all could benefit from dealing with conflict resolution. We all could benefit from if I'm feeling down, how do I persevere? Because my life is not over just because I have a bump in the road. So I'm just using hip hop as the vehicle to touch on these very important skills. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. And, and we'll push it a little bit further, get into the castle stuff right now. N name your top five MCs, dead or alive, and one song from each of them that aligns with one of the castle's five core competencies of self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. Now, when I seen this question, I was like, big up to you. This is probably the best question Come on. I've ever been asked. Nah, I'm going to receive that. I'm going to receive that. 
I'm not playing around here, man. <laughs> Got to let them know. So, of course, it's, no, it's in no particular order, but I would say it, it always changes. But the top five MCs for me would have to be, man, I, my boy Fab. I, I'm a big Fab fan. He's referenced in the book a few times, so big up Brooklyn. Shout out Brooklyn. Of course, Jay-Z. Brooklyn in the Rest house. Rest Fife Dog. Queens <laughs> I got in the house. I got Common, Shottown, and Shot then I got Shady Kids. So big up the 914, my people out wow. in Yonkers. Wow, so when it comes to the actual songs, so it, it was kind of tough, but I, I think I did, I did justice. So with Fab, um, back in the day, he had a, a mixtape called Loso's Way, built off Carlito's Way. Mm. And the Loso's Way freestyle, one of my top tracks, and with that track in particular, it touches on self-awareness. Like, of course, with hip-hop, we very braggadocious. It's about that self-efficacy, that belief that we can accomplish any goal. And that's the thing that we do well. Like, we'll take these three concepts and make it fit in an academic sense. So that self-efficacy, that braggadocious, that belief that I can eat anybody up on the mic, I can take over any any place that I'm at. So going down, I'm going to go with Fife Dog, Check the Rhyme. With that one, I would say self-management. With that one, I would say self-management. Yeah, so this check, one is check, actually check the book. rhyme. Check the rhyme was probably like the first song that I truly, truly memorized. I'm like Ooh. intentionally. Check the rhyme's gonna be with me forever. I'm saying Tribe is my favorite rap group for sure. Favorite hip hop group of all mm -hmm. time. So with Common, I'm gonna go and like I said, this one is actually a chapter in the book for Chicago. So it's the the album B, but it's the intro. That intro was so powerful, man. But that's also speaking on self-awareness with Jay-Z. So many tracks to choose from. But to me, this was one of his best bars in this track. But it's the You Don't Know remix with M.O.P. But, you know, when Jay-Z touched Ooh, it, like... M.O.P., yeah. the mash out possible. Come on. Come on, man. Why? And big up to them. They got to Brown's be on Drink coming up Friday. They got to be uh, featured on Drink Champs on Friday. Wow. But yeah, the You Don't Know remix, and I would say that's more self-awareness too because Jay-Z was talking his, his stuff on there. Mm. And then last but not least, we're going to go with Jada. And it's crazy. So this track, when I was coming up, you know, we had Napster, we had LimeWire, we was doing all that, you know, illegal stuff, getting yeah, the music. Yeah, yeah. And this song always came out as like an unreleased freestyle. Come to find out, it was actually on the album, the lots of the original album, but it was called All For The Love, before All, all For The Love. Yeah, I think everybody know that iconic line. When you think of me, you think of a problem. Who, what, when, how you gonna solve it? Automatic over, you know, J-I double lesson. Yeah, that that one right there. Right. I would say that's responsible decision making because he was talking about, you know, slightly some conflicts and how to, you know, solve these issues and all that. So I, I just did a little crosswalk with that. All for the love, Jada, and responsible decision making. Yeah, yeah, that's hard, man. I know this was a hard question because the, the artist that you mentioned, have so many great songs. You could have gone in a number of different directions. But when you mentioned Jada, one song that comes to mind for me that connects with social awareness is the song Why, featuring mm. Anthony Hamilton. You know, like, he just got that off, man. And it was Jada getting in a different bag, you know, getting in his socially conscious bag. Yeah. Right. And so wow, wow, wow. Uh we can go down the line with all these cats, man. But that that's an amazing list. That's an amazing lineup and, and great connections there with the with the five core competencies.
So in, in your book, you design lesson plans for select cities, mainly throughout the country, but also internationally. Can you elaborate on these lesson plans and their impact on students and educators? How can they be implemented effectively in different learning environments? All right, so let me give, you know give people the backstory because a lot of people ask, you know, why did you choose the cities? But after they read it, get to the the song list in the back of the book, it's kind of like an album. Every city, every chapter is a city, and the city comes from where the artist you know was originally from. And some of them may be where the video was shot, so it's like I'm really going deeper, deeper than the surface with it. So, for example, the first chapter is Philadelphia, right, right, Mills, Dreams and Nightmares. And that one's just talking about goal setting. You know that we all know that that famous line in the intro. But that I even do a crosswalk between that line and Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, mm -hmm. just showing people that hip hop does belong in schools. Hip hop belongs in society because my my whole mission is about destigmatizing hip hop for educational consumption. When the connotation is negative, you know, hip hop is so negative, all these things. But let me show you the trained ear, the trained eye can show you how to take these lyrics and flip them to be used in the educational space. So with goal setting, like I said, nobody in this world can move without having a vision. Once you have that vision, you know the actions you must take to bring that goal to fruition. So anybody, not just in Philadelphia, not just in Harlem, not just in LA, Chicago, Miami, you know, mm -hmm. some places over Ibiza, Ecuador, you know what I mean? We are big up La Republica Dominicana. Like, anybody, anybody, De Lo Mio, what's up, man? <laughs> anybody in this world can benefit from these skills. So if the kids or the young people or anybody that you're in front of, if they are more inclined to hip hop culture, this is just a way to make it make sense for them to make it like hit them in the face. Like, man, I never looked at that song like this. That can help me with conflict resolution. Going back to Fab, one of the lines that I used in the book is beef is only good when you're in the burger business. Mm. Let somebody marinate with that. Man, getting into conflicts is not going to lead to positive consequences. So, man, let me if I'm not the, the master griller at the cookout, let me leave that beef alone. But I'm just using hip hop as the vehicle to teach these important life lessons. Right, right. Oof. Yeah, that's good right there, man. And if you got a more mature crowd and you really want to push it, then you could get into an analysis of what's beef. Yeah, right? you could do the old version. You could do the newer version. There's a lot to pick apart there, man. But we don't want none of that smoke, man. We don't want yeah. that smoke. We we here for conflict resolution, man. We're trying to steer y'all in the right direction. Exactly. Right. This question has resurfaced in light of Jay-Z's recent interview with Gail King. So I will ask you, you had to choose between 500,000 cash or lunch with Jay-Z, which would you choose? So, of course, when I seen this question, you know, me and my shorty was talking about it and she was like, baby, I'm going to take the money. And I'm like, well, let me tell you my perspective. Like, I could easily make that same 500000 after speaking, you know, having that lunch with Jay-Z based on what I'm doing. I referenced Brooklyn in the book three different times. I ain't say Marcy, but he's still Brooklyn. But at the same time, with Rock Nation, I'm, I'm trying to get it to where Rock Nation has an educational arm. I know Def Jam has Def Jam forward. Just imagine if I can get in the rooms with some of the people he knows with the work that I'm doing. 
500,000 is, is the bottom tier of what the impact I can make financially. But then really with the, the youth, we can stop all these murders, senseless acts of violence. So no, for me, on the path that I'm on, that lunch is much more fruitful than just $500 cash because somebody might trick off on it anyway. And it's really not, not that much money if you really want to think about it. It's been so interesting to hear the different perspectives out there, to hey, hear Jay-Z respond to it, to, to hear Rick Ross respond to it, to hear Jim Jones, to hear all the different folks respond to this. It's amazing, like, the impact that not only Jay, but obviously hip-hop in general has had on the culture, man. Yeah. That, like, you could just toss up a question like that to somebody like Jay and got everybody a buzz. It's wild, wild. So oh, well, hold on. before before we move forward though, what would be your answer? Oh, oh, you're gonna flip it on me, huh? Oh yeah. You're gonna flip it. Well, I would I, I've gone back. I'm not gonna lie, I've gone back and forth on this, depending on the day that you catch me and what I got going on. <laughs> but I would likely take the 500. I'd likely take the 500 because. There are a number of things that I'm trying to accomplish, but it's outside of my it's it's outside of me. It, it has actually less to do with me and, and what I want to accomplish and more to do with how can I help the people around me experience financial freedom sooner than later. And coming up from the struggle, you know, coming from Lawrence, Massachusetts, growing up with a lot of folks that some have made significant progress, other ha others haven't. But a lot of people look at me as a role model. A lot of people want to know, you know, what moves are you making? And we're doing well, all praise be to God. Yes. But I'm always thinking about, like, how can I do better? How can we do better so that we can help those that are in serious need? As in, I'm not sure that they could really do not only what I'm doing, but I don't even know if they could do something else in, in different areas because they don't necessarily have the skills. They didn't receive the type of education that I received. They didn't they didn't have the opportunities that, that I had. And so even if they really tried, they just might not get there because they don't have the savvy. They don't have the skills. I'm just being real. Yeah. And so I, I think about some of those individuals, individuals that are in proximity to me, whether they're family members or their friends or their neighbors. And I'm like, yo, how can I help them get up from their situation? How can I help them? They're not even really in the race. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even talking about like pushing them to, to get an advantage in the race. I'm trying to get them in the race. But first, they got to get out of their situation. They, you know, we got to get them debt free. So, yeah. so from my perspective, like, let me let me take the cash and see what I could do to, even if it's whatever, one, two, three, four family. I right, can I use some of this to eliminate your school loans? Can I use some of this to eliminate your credit card debt? And then, you know, can we get you on a plan with my financial planner or somebody else? that could bring some accountability, help steer you in the right directions that can potentially change your economic trajectory. 
And I respect to that answer, though. Uh, thank I, I appreciate you asking, man. Usually I don't get the questions flipped on me. You know, good thing I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> Stay ready. You don't have to get ready to what they taught me. You already know. If you had an opportunity to have lunch with anybody, who would it be and why? And obviously, I'm really directing the question under the umbrella of what we've been talking about in terms of hip-hop and social-emotional learning. So it could be artists, but it could be an influential educator that's also using hip-hop to impact um, the learners. Well, I'm going to say this person because a while ago, somebody said that I reminded them of him, and he's recently passed away. So he wasn't really a hip hop artist, more like an executive, but he, man, seeing that documentary, The Black Godfather about Clarence Savant mm. and how he was able to connect people. And I would say that wow. does have ties to social and emotional learning, relationship skills. You know, I'm a connector. I call myself the positive plug. So I'm trying to find ways to collaborate, just how we got linked up. Like opportunities like this happen to me all the time because I'm open and I seek that. Like when you have good energy, you tend to find people who live on the same frequency. So I would say, you know, if I could, if we can go back in time, definitely I'll bring them back from the dead. Man, I would love to have lunch and sit and chop it up with Clarence Savant. That's dope. I, I love asking this question because I never know what folks are going to say. Sometimes individuals are, are mentioned, like an Angela Davis has been mentioned a few times, bell hooks, but sometimes, depending on the topic individual I have on it, they throw me with one and I'm like, yo, I didn't see that coming. That's great. That's awesome. My man, where can folks cop this book? Where can they, where should they cop it? Because we need them to grab a copy like now. Just like music, social, emotional learning, inspired by hip-hop. Yo, the lesson plans laid out, people. Ain't no excuses. It's all laid out. You got to do is follow the script. That's you know it. what I'm saying? Read it over, as suggested in your book. Read it over and, and apply it for yourself. Try it on for yourself before you go rolling it out to your, your learners, right? Your students. Try it on for yourself. Read through the whole thing. Get familiar. Lesson plans all throughout the book, ready to go. Where can the supporters copies? Of course, you go on to Amazon.com and type it in, just like music, social, emotional learning inspired by hip hop. So what you have in your hand right there, Roberto, is like the, the teacher's guide, the textbook. There's also a student workbook you can also find on Amazon. And this is the thing, positivearcher at gmail.com. Anybody who purchases the book, I'll send you the teacher's facilitation PowerPoint because that just furthers the, the lesson or them receiving the lesson better. There's also a pacing guide, but definitely you can find the book on Amazon.com. You can definitely reach out to me once again, positivearcher at gmail.com. I'm on IG, Mr. Happy. So G-J-A-P-P-I. Got the Spanish, J, man. I grew up with mi gente, man. It's, it's, it's a part of my culture. But then, of course, LinkedIn, David Spellman is the government name. Reach out, man. Like they say, talk to me. I talk back. David Spellman. Yo, go and get it. Cop it. Support the brother doing good things. Y'all already heard. He giving out free resources over here. If you cop the book, he's going to give you a free resource to, to supplement the book and, and just help you be even further prepared to roll this out for your students. 
Listen, the students are already connected to the music and the culture. All right. And if they're not connected to the music and the culture, trust me, they're curious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all you got to do is look at the data of who's buying all the music and who's supporting all the artists. All you got to do is look at the data, folks. You know, the movement is huge. And so we want to make sure that we're supporting individuals who are creating great resources for us as educators to implement immediately to utilize with our students so we can more deeply engage them in learning, right? This type of stuff excites our students. And so even if you're not fully familiar, even if you might have some reservation, we wanna push and challenge y'all to be brave enough to try this on. And, and also for the sake of your students, you know, Give them something that's going to pique their interest. Sometimes the students are acting out because they're bored. You know this as a behavior specialist. Sometimes they're acting out because they're bored. And that, to some degree, that's on us. You know, yeah. we, we got to do the work to think about, all right, what are the strategies that I can employ to hook my students, to get them excited about learning? We want students that fall in love with learning. And certainly, as was mentioned by Brother David Spellman, this is one tool that can help you accomplish that. Hey, brother, what's the encouragement that you want to leave our people? What's the message of encouragement that you have for the people today? Man, you know, like the research says, you got to hear something a bunch of times before, you know, it really manifests and it sets in. So the way we started off the interviews, the way we're going to close it out, man, listen to the to me, gente, to the people that are listening and watching. You have greatness inside of you. That's right. But this is the trick, though. You got to find what your greatness is and cultivate it. Everybody greatness looks differently. Everybody has innate skills that are already there. You just kind of like a, a you know a treasure hunter. Like you got to pull it out. You got to dig deep. And once you find that that pearl, man, show it off to the world. And that's your greatness. We all have it, but it looks different for everybody. You just got to find yours. Love it. Love the message. You got greatness inside of you. And I'll, I'll take a moment to plug real quick. Good dad gang. Shout out to Terminology, who started this brand. He's from Lawrence, Massachusetts, where I grew up. And so got to support the folks from back home doing good things. Individuals that have used Rap music has used hip hop, has used the game in order to branch off and do some wonderful things, some different things, affirming messages, right? Affirming fathers. And so, you know, look at what hip hop has done uh, for yeah. us, the doors that it's opened, the opportunities that it's presented us and, and the way that we're utilizing it to introduce others to opportunities. So I wish you the best, man. However, Multicultural Classroom can support you. Let us know in terms of this particular platform, our classroom, man, love to have you back anytime to chop it up. You know, we can really pick this thing apart in terms of hip hop and SEL. I, I think there's, there's more for us to talk about and process as it relates to analyzing lyrics and how it does connect with SEL. And so let's keep the lines of conversation open.
Oh, no doubt, man. If ever there's a workshop, any way we can collaborate, I'm always down for that. I, was, I always tell people, let's find a way to collaborate in real life. Like interview is cool. The, the virtual stuff is amazing. But nah, real energy, energy begets energy. Let's like really impact the people in real life. Facts, facts. Well, I appreciate you, brother. No doubt, man. I appreciate you allowing me on this platform, man. Love it. I listened to a couple episodes when I first found out about it. And I'm like, man, how did I not know about this sooner? But I, I love what you're doing too, bro. Thank you. Thank you. As always, your engagement in our classroom is greatly appreciated. Be sure to subscribe, rate the show, and write a review. Finally, for resources to help you understand the intersection of race, bias, education, and society, go to multiculturalclassroom.com. Peace and love from your host, Roberto Germán.